You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. Go Wild is a free social community created for and by hunters. This means that unlike mainstream social media, your trophy pictures won't be censored. They're encouraged. As you spend time on Go Wild, you will earn awesome rewards such as gift cards, free swag, and big discounts on brands like Garmin and Vortex. You will even earn $10 just for signing up. Visit DownloadGoWild.com and sign up today. Hey, thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast, where you're going to hear a valuable hunting-based conversation that's tailored for us Southern folk. If you love what we do and would like to support Southern Ground Hunting, you can visit patreon.com forward slash southern ground hunting, or you can click on the link in the show notes below. We'd love for you to join the Southern Ground Hunting community today. Again, that's patreon.com forward slash southern ground hunting. You can also support us by leaving us a rating and review on iTunes. It helps more than you know, and we greatly appreciate it. And now, let's get to the show. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. I am, uh, for the first time ever, actually, live in Montana. Um, Never recorded a podcast in Montana, because I have never been to Montana. These two gentlemen that I'm joined with have been here quite a few times. Jake Bliss. Jake, do you like Jake or Jacob? Whatever you feel more comfortable with. What do most people call you? Uh, probably just Jacob. Jacob? Yep. Jacob Bliss is joining us. And Joey Bell. Joey Bell has been on the podcast before, and he also co-hosts the Limb Hanger podcast with me and Adam. Uh, Joey, welcome back. To the southern, the dark side, <laughs> the deer side. I feel dirty. Being here. <laughs> well, you should feel dirty because turkeys are pretty fresh on our minds right now. Um, also, uh, you're gonna have to forgive us for this road noise. Uh, I don't have any podcasts and stuff because we flew in, uh, had a lot of gear to bring and all that stuff. But um, so we're recording straight to the computer on the computer microphone. So. Forgive the road noise. Either you can stick with us or, or don't. Um, and you'll, I might just solidify your decision by telling you that we are, in fact, going to talk about turkeys today. Uh, because we, it's one of those experiences that we had that it deserves to be shared on both Southern Ground and Limhanger. So uh, we shot a bunch of turkeys. Uh, that might be an understatement. How would you guys describe it? That's the Cliff Notes version. <laughs> we shot a lot of turkeys. We shot a, we shot a lot of turkeys in a short amount of time. In a very short amount of yeah. time. Uh, so we got here to Montana. Uh, freak, what's today? Today's Wednesday. We got here Monday. We got here Monday. So, flew in. Got a rental car, which is a just an immaculate machine, Joey. Great job. Yeah. They really treated us. They got us a free upgrade, so we got a giant Suburban. 2023 Suburban Transformer. Turkey limousine. Turkey limo. And uh, 
got our got our stuff together and headed off to some property that Jacob uh, family property that he had access to which is probably one of the more important parts of the story <laughs> I think um, not to pull try to pull blinds or fool people like we were a hundred percent on private land that does not see just a ton of turkey hunting pressure it, yeah. yeah yeah not not much at all it, it's like and and the whole area as a whole isn't receiving just a ton of turkey pressure and so i think you get i think people can hear stories like the one we're about to share and think wow there must just be so many turkeys all over the place in montana western western turkey hunting's easy um and it's really not we just we just were blessed with a pretty cool yeah. opportunity yeah, the Miriams are still in pockets, like we talked about before. And especially on Limb Hanger and all these other podcasts, Miriams are still in pockets, and we were right smack dab in the middle of one of those pockets. We were in their front shirt pocket. Yeah, we were in their front shirt pocket full of Miriams. There were plenty of Miriams to be had. Fifteen that we know about. That we know about. That and, were on this property. Mm-hmm. And, uh... I'm sure there are more. I mean, that's 15 gobblers. Yeah, it's that's not fi- just like 15 turkeys. That's 15 breeding gobblers. Yeah, there's a there's a bunch of them, and uh, and and we knew that. And so going into it, um, we kind of had the hope that it could potentially turn out the way that it did, but we really didn't have everybody that everybody knows. You just can't get too overconfident. It doesn't matter what you see driving around the property the day before or what happens on the first day. First day might be crazy. There's no telling with turkeys like how quickly that could change. And so, but we did see that day driving around that there were a substantial amount of gobblers in the area. And so I, th- I think a lot of people have already, I shared the pictures on social media and some people have already responded negatively to it. Um, thinking like why would you want to shoot that many turkeys off of one property so spoiler alert um there were mixed results yeah Yeah. but uh but i mean it was this property could handle it and the landowners didn't have any issue with it and the surrounding properties yeah Uh, it's not like these turkeys were just huddled into this one little property it was an area uh multiple properties and they were just uh they would do their Miriam's thing and that they would move around all day, but it was at a much slower pace. They would just work their way from property to property to property. Slow. Slowly. They had no no rush to be anywhere, to do anything. They just moved like molasses all day long. Even when we got them fired up. Yeah. yeah. They were still like, they were coming on a string pretty much. Like they were, they were coming to it, but it was like inch. By inch. Yeah, if we had stayed where we inch. first set up that day, it would have taken them yeah. all day to get there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah we would have got it by dark. So, our, sorry, we kind of gave a lot away, but um, yesterday morning is where this story really uh, takes off because we'd seen the, all these turkeys around the property that evening before, and we knew that they were probably going to be roosted pretty close. And lo and behold, they were roosted very close to where we were sleeping at. Um, Do you want to know more about saddle hunting? Well, you can 
go to tetherednation.com for all your saddle hunting needs. Tethered is for saddle hunters, by saddle hunters, and they're redefining ultralight hunting. If you know me, you know that I love to have a system for all of my hunting equipment. Everything works together, and we preach about it a lot on this podcast. When you buy from Tethered, you can rest easy knowing that all your gear is designed to work together as a system. Saddles, platforms, ropes, climbing sticks, and a ton of other great gear just for saddle hunting can be found by visiting tetherednation.com today. That's tetherednation.com. Check them out. Whether you're looking for a new knife for the field or the perfect everyday carry, you've got to check out Join or Die Knives from Richmond, Virginia. Join or Die is a small shop and a custom knife maker dedicated to creating handmade knives that are cut above the rest. They make custom handmade knives to fit any need from the field, the kitchen, or just an everyday carry. And they come in several different steel and finish options. They've also got a ton of options for the handle as well. Plus, if you don't see something you like, you can always order a completely custom knife forged to your exact specs. I highly recommend you check them out. Get yours at joinordieknives.com and use the code SGHUNT to save 10%. That's all uppercase, all one word, S-G-H-U-N-T. And we just kind of worked our way over there. I'm trying to remember, did we ever see a gobbler fly down, after fly down, other than the, the one on the other side of the property? I don't think so. No, we didn't see any of those gobblers. I can't... I didn't think we saw any of them struck. It was well after flydown that we saw those you know, way off. Yeah. They had already moved that way. They were through some trees on another piece of property across the road. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, and but still, like, we heard a ton of turkeys gobbling. Mm-hmm. Yes, like, it, a similar hunt in the south would have been rare. We would have been excited. After that, was like that was our, one of the best mornings of hunting I've ever had. Mm-hmm. You hear that many turkeys gobbling, mm-hmm. and uh, so we we made some moves, took a coffee and cookie break, um, which was arguably one of the better parts of the day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Went back to the house and had coffee and cookies. This is a private land uh, privilege. Yeah. <laughs> kind of hunting where you can kind of go out for the first round for a couple of few hours and like ah, we'll just come back out so we go back to the house and get a cup of coffee in us and like Parker said eating cookies and shooting the BS for a little while and then we go back out yeah well it also felt like we had been out there a whole lot longer that morning before we went in for the break because it got daylight so early there it's daylight at 5 30 and, and they started gobbling at five o'clock in the morning yeah, yeah. if not before because that's the first time I walked outside was five o'clock and it was already daylight. Like, it was yeah. already light. It was yeah. gray light. You could already yeah. see light in the sky. But it takes so long for it to finally come up. But these turkeys flew down. I mean, it was before 6. Yeah, it was like 5.30. They were on the ground, probably. We And so, we, we couldn't really... We got up late for what we... Or we got out there late. What we probably should have done, looking back, if we would have had to hunt another day, we would have probably done this, is be in the, our position at that gray light time. That way we could do some tree elves because what we figured out, there's not a lot of hens like hanging out with them. There's like one or two and 
87 gobblers. In, in Definitely a, a boys club. Yeah, sausage party. What do we say? Uh, uh, Cloaca Fest? Cloaca Fest, yeah. <laughs> it's a Cloaca Fest. Uh, and so if we would have been able to get over there and actually do a little bit of tree yelping back to them, there's no telling what could have happened. I mean, we might have shot them right off the roost, but, you know, you just kind of figure those things out. Things out west, are there, there are differences. And with turkey hunting, dude, I, I remember the first time coming to Nebraska, and you don't realize how early it's going to start getting daylight. So you're, like, planning on getting to the WMA by 6, you know. They're already, dang, moving around at 6. They're on the ground by 6, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. They're, uh, yeah, they, I, I feel like birds out west get on the ground a lot earlier than than uh, birds in the east. And the great thing about them is, is that they will continue to gobble yeah. throughout the day if you can stay close to them. And so they're, I don't want anybody to think that it's it's easy hunting out west because it can def, definitely be a challenge. Um, but Merriam's turkeys are a lot, there's differences in how they respond to things, how you hunt them. Um, but it's still fun nonetheless, and they're arguably the prettiest bird that exists as far as turkeys go. I think there's the amount that they gobble being so much more than Easterns. One, they let you know where they're at all the time because of the frequency that they gobble, and you can call back to them, and I think just the fact that they make so much noise puts more tools in your pocket on what to do in the situation. Yeah. Maybe that's how they're quote-unquote easier in some some circles. They just gobble so much. They're giving you more information, you know, yeah. every time they gobble, and then you can adjust. And we've all had eastern hunts that were similar. Mm-hmm. We've all had those, like, where you had a turkey that would literally respond to everything yeah. and would gobble all the way to the gun barrel that's just it, it seems it's more common with all these with these Merriam's turkeys but um, they will also gobble while they're walking a mile away from you <laughs> yeah yeah the, it, gobbling does not mean interest yeah. to the Merriam's no um, but we ended up right there around after coffees and cookies uh, we we found a, we saw another gobbler on the other side and that's when we went after him for a minute and uh, left Jake there right yeah y'all left, left you there because I tried to sneak around on that gobbler and get him behind him which he did what a lot of Merriam's do and Houdini'd out of there and don't know where he went yeah because we were watching him through the binoculars yeah from the truck that turkey went down into a ditch and never came back out I don't know where he went he could have <laughs> As far as I know, he could have went through the culvert and went under the road <laughs> and went somewhere. Cause I never, Secret turkey tunnels. Yeah, he's got a Viet Cong tunnel dug in there somewhere. I never saw him come out of there. But, so we left to go drive around and see if we could figure out where the turkeys were at. Um, and what we found out was that most of them were on the other properties still. Um, we watched a group of jakes preening in the sun um, really cool video opportunities on that little short drive saw another gobbler that was across a pasture just being a pimp out there like he was big and pretty yeah he was 
with a little two-inch beard. Yeah, his beard got frozen off or something. He had a Jake beard, but he was a giant, tall, body-wise. So I don't need no big beard. Yep. No. No, no beards necessary. His uh, cloaca. <laughs> probably. His cloaca game was on point. Yeah, it was probably yeah. pretty good, I guess. <laughs> um. But then, driving back onto the property, what we saw was there were five gobblers standing right where we had been calling at that morning. Uh, and they were just... It, I mean, we didn't really stop long enough to really see if there was hens there. Mm-hmm. All I saw was just several turkeys strutting. It was like, yeah, there they fans. are. I think, I mean, later on, I'm confident we saw a couple hens, you know, with them that vicinity of them. Yeah. I don't think it was just gobblers just sitting there strutting. But they had, I think they had a couple hens with them. But, but we were able to make a, a game plan. Went and picked Jacob up and basically circled. I mean... We had to take a long way around um, from picking up Jacob. Like, we could have... If we would have walked directly to him, it would have been, what, a couple hundred yards? Yeah. From where we picked up Jacob. But in order to get into a position to kill him, we had to back up and make a giant circle around the property up the creek bottom, you know, through some cover uh, to actually set up and, and kill him. I, it was, I asked you guys yesterday, it's like, if you were, if you're doing all this by yourself, what would you have done different? I was, I liked it. I mean, that hunt, a lot of people could, this hunt could be looked at as like, oh, that was an easy turkey hunt. But, I mean, I think there's always things you can pull from it. And so, like, ways that I, some things that I can do, especially hunt with you guys who are turkey hunters. I haven't had a lot of opportunities to hunt with other people who are also really good turkey hunters. You know what I mean? I've, I've hunted with a few, but not many. Um, most people that I've hunted with have been first-time hunters or new hunters or just getting into turkey hunting type thing so I, I would like to to know kind of what you guys would do in that situation um and our our answers were kind of kind of varied because that was kind of where they it started i think our differing answers is on that initial setup we felt like we were maybe a little bit too far away and we set up maybe a little prematurely and we all did it, but I felt like we all felt like we wouldn't have done that if we would have been by ourselves. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's right. Another thing, too, is the thing about where where we set up that initial... Are you talking about when we started putting the stalk on yeah. the turkey? Okay, yeah, when yeah. we started trying to get into a position to call them in. Yeah, that yeah. first time, we we were probably too far away. Yeah, we uh, backed up and called so they wouldn't They were gobbling. With... They were gobbling, and the fact that they were gobbling, I guess, made us afraid to approach them. Mm-hmm. Because we didn't, we didn't exactly know where they were. I guess at that point, yeah, so we were we were afraid of bumping them. Yeah, but I mean, they started gobbling pretty quickly. Uh, how many times did we did we hear them gobble in that first setup? It was like three. Yeah, maybe. it wasn't very many, but it was enough. It was enough to know that they weren't coming at us hard. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And so, made a game plan again. We didn't call to him much. It was that at that first spot. We remember we backed up. I didn't. I hadn't even thought about this. That was probably that may have been what turned them to start actually coming to us. Was 
Just remember when we all backed up and really started yeah. Yeah. going to town for a minute to try to pull him into the position we were going to be sitting in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, had, I had forgotten that we did that. Yeah. Well, but, we, didn't have any, we didn't have any decoys with us. Yeah. And so we were planning. The best, the best place to set up was right on the edge of this clearing. But if we had sat there and called from there, and if they would have came into this clearing, they would have seen that there were no turkeys there, and they would have hung up and probably not come into shotgun range. Easterns but would have. Easterns may have. And maybe, maybe these wouldn't have. We don't really know. Mm-hmm. I mean, but that that pasture that you're referring to was kind of our obstacle because at this point it's ten o'clock mm-hmm. and the sun's shining bright and we've got to cross this pasture and we don't know how far these turkeys are on the other side of it in the woods and so that was kind of the risk that we were taking right there it was like we could potentially blow it but that's the only way we're going to get into range and so at doing that just kind of belly crawling through that pasture uh, it wasn't long after that that we figured out where they were I'd seen one as we were coming out of the sunlight, I spotted a silhouette of a turkey over there, and um, sure enough, that's that's where they were. But they were also, from the time we saw them, they were looking our direction the whole time. They, I mean, they were creeping, just inching closer and closer. But we got super lucky that there was a very large cottonwood blowdown that we could yeah. stay underneath the 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 eyesight of the turkeys mm-hmm. yeah there were a couple of them that really saved us that's the only way we could have crawled up on them because if they hadn't if those hadn't have been there we couldn't have closed much distance on those turkeys yeah because we were once we had finally got to the cottonwood like we were 60 yards like we were well within hear shot and eyesight if they saw any movement uh-huh. it could have been over very easily yeah um, and at that point, they had kind of stopped gobbling much. They weren't, they weren't doing much, and we weren't calling to them much. They were already headed to us, and so I mean, it was pretty light calling at that point. But yeah, um, it was just some light, like lightest of clucks and purrs and slight mm-hmm. yelps. And really, even after that, we kind of just shut up and made them come looking for us. <coughs> yeah, and. That's, I mean, that, that's one of those things that people who have been turkey hunting for a little bit, you, you kind of start figuring that out. Uh, and I could see where where an inexperienced person in that situation would have come up short. Uh, because they were responding and they were gobbling and you could very easily overdone it, I think. Um, and maybe not, who knows, who actually knows. But I do think that kind of being a little more reserved in that approach was spot on because I don't know if you guys noticed, but once they got into shooting range, they had pinpointed the spot behind that cottonwood. And that's where they expected that hen to be at. Like, I think that's why they hung up right there so long. They definitely periscoped up and, I mean, they they were looking hard for movement or a hen or something. I did scratch in the leaves or grass. With <laughs> there's mostly grass with a few leaves. I guess there's enough stuff on the ground to make a little bit of racket. Just do a little bit of feed and call and scratch there. I don't know if that's what 
made them take a few yeah. more steps or not, but it couldn't have hurt. So, this is where it gets uh, western. Perfectly stated. Um, so here, uh, the, the way we were doing this, Jacob was first shooter, Joey's second shooter, I'm cameraman. And we were just going to kind of rotate through this cycle as turkeys were killed. Um, in this instance, there were five gobblers in this group. All of them all of them long beards and uh, so we we had an opportunity to triple which I've never been in a situation where there was an opportunity to triple um, and so we, we kind of talked about how we were going to do this Jacob was going to shoot first Joe is going to shoot second after Jacob shoots I was going to hand the camera to him he would hand me the shotgun and I would shoot as well if we got the opportunity None of us, I don't think, actually thought it was going to... Yeah, I don't think anybody anticipated us making it that far. Yeah. A double, a double maybe. Yeah. But a triple was kind of like, okay, this is best case scenario, but we have a plan just in case. Mm -hmm. And at one point in the stalk, we were like, I mean, it was a very serious question of, do we just try to shoot one of them and, and stop trying to worry about getting... I remember you yeah, said that, Joey. Yeah, you I, said, do we just want to get one? Make sure we get one. Yeah, I, if there was a point where I was afraid that they were eventually just going to booger out of there. And I was like, we got to, let's just get a turkey on the ground and figure it out from there. <laughs> and, and find one of the 14 left yeah. <laughs> later. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, I think every every experienced turkey hunter also understands that that I mean it's okay to shoot for the stars but turkey hunting it there's unexplained things happen <laughs> there are so many reasons why even being in shooting distance of five long bearded gobblers we shouldn't have even killed one you know what I mean like it happens more times than not so um I think we were all pretty level-headed right there. Like, as the camera guy, I wasn't thinking of how can we make this happen where I can shoot. Not really. I mean, maybe a little bit in our setup, but filming was priority for Joey. Getting Jacob a turkey was priority number one. And we were all going to get to have our turn, which is freaking awesome because I've been, I've turkey hunted with people where it's, it's always just like whoever shoots first scenario. Like, I, I like having that. Like, I don't care if Jacob kills a turkey. If Jacob kills a turkey, that means we all kill the turkey. Mm -hmm. Like, I love, I think that's really cool. So I really enjoyed that aspect of it. And, um, but we were able to set up pretty nicely and, uh, and, and prioritize a double at that point, which was Joey and Jacob shooting. And that was just like my adrenaline pumping the whole time legs falling asleep because they were not budging yeah. from that spot uh and it we were in a good location we were in a good spot but we didn't we were behind the tree and not in front of the tree so we had no real resting position and it got tense for a minute and, and people will see that in the video eventually when it comes out like I'm shaking the whole time because I'm trying to hold this camera up and focus on these turkeys and 
Uh, yeah, you didn't have anything to rest off of. No, I I was I was <laughs> yeah. free balling it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was harder on you to hold the camera up and stay hidden, but still have a view of the turkeys coming in. Yeah. Then me and Joey crouched behind the log, just barely keeping an eye on the movements of the turkeys so we could shoot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, y'all were, yeah, that, and that was great. I'm, I'm freaking great with that. I would rather y'all have a good position to be able to comfortably make the shot so it's not all a waste. Like, and I was trying, man. I was like, I was, I was working my, I had visions of two-a-days, like just pushing through, <laughs> pushing through the pain, you know? And, this is what we train for. <laughs> but it was, it, that, that, that was the more memorable, like, flash like snapshot of the hunt for me was watching those turkeys just red headed as can be at 20 yards wait just trying to wait for them to two of them to present a shot yeah. and we we got we got so we got to see gobblers do gobbler stuff mm-hmm. for a long time right there and that was that was fun mm-hmm. I'm I can't wait to go back and watch that footage and we and, were able uh, to we were able to communicate with each other fairly well. Like Jacob and I could, since we were sitting right next to each other, or kneeling right next to each other, we were able to communicate pretty well. And we were able to communicate with you a little bit. Um, but there was, Jacob and I had heard you say, I forget what exactly it was that you said, but we we heard you say, wait till, wait basically till. wait till, I, I'll let you know when you can shoot. Is essentially what we heard, but I forget what exactly it was that you said. And so, all this time, Jacob and I are just sitting there kneeling, like ready to ease up and get a shot. And inadvertently, we were we were just waiting on uh, Parker to tell us when to go, but that moment never came <laughs> because you weren't going to tell us when to go. <laughs> no, we were supposed to tell you when we were going to go. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll, I was just telling you guys to let me know when you're about to shoot. Mm-hmm. Because I wanted to make sure, because I was kind of, I was taking little breaks in between, like, trying to make sure that I could be solid for a shot. Mm-hmm. Um, and at one point, I mean, I was perfect. I had great footage of the turkeys the whole time. <laughs> we could have ended that hunt a long time probably before we did. Uh but I had just taken a little little break right there, and I I crouched down for just a second to rest my back, then got back up in a different hole in the tree, and I had the turkeys right there in that hole, and you guys, I, I can't remember how, I, I don't remember what I said, or who said something. I said, they're getting ready to move off, they're starting to turn around and go back okay yeah that's what happened and I thought what I thought I was hearing you say was all right let's do this or like (laughs) it's time or whatever the time has come Uh, and so I said hold on just a second I was just getting into that hole and it was three two one and I think I got it I mean I don't know what I got on it I know I was pretty well on the turkeys but uh and then three turkeys fell <laughs> on those first two shots. Our gun, uh, our gun handoff was... Gun handoff was rough, but... And 
Meanwhile, but, so we get up and we, Jacob and I get up and shoot. And I, we each have two tags. You know, we have a general tag and a region specific tag for the region we were in. I was totally fine with killing two turkeys right then and there. So there were two turkeys with their heads pretty close together. I put my red dot right in between them and two turkeys fell. <laughs> so I tagged out with one shot. But what I, I guess just out of habit now, because like we talked about before, it doesn't matter who shoots a turkey when I'm around, I wanna jump up and go after it. I'm like a dog, I guess. <laughs> so I shoot and I'm about to jump over this log to go collect turkeys. <laughs> But Parker's right behind me needing to shoot a turkey. <laughs> so I have to get back down. I so, said, Joey, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I come around and I've got two shells in this turkey because Jacob shot one. And the gobblers, like, they didn't booger out of there. Like, they all started to whoop up on the ones that were flopping on the ground. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I... I come around Joey and Joey's standing up and was literally standing. He gets finally gets back down and I shoot one um, and it folds pretty like doesn't even flop. And right behind it is another turkey. So I thought like I, I killed it and then I turned to look at the guys. I was like, heck yeah, we tripled. And there's a turkey standing in the same spot where I just shot one. I was like, oh no, I just missed. And so I can't remember what happened. I was like, do I shoot? Should I? He asked me I, if he should shoot. And I was like, well, I, shoot it again. Shoot it again. <laughs> and so I shot that one and didn't hit him great. But it, I mean, it was enough. It, it slowed him down really good. And so Jacob ran over and finished that one off. And I get to look and, and there's no more turkeys running around. And Joey's standing there. Jacob comes over carrying the one that he just had, had, the one that I had shot. He puts it on the ground. And none of us are really celebrating. We're just kind of standing there like, what? I remember, I remember asking, I'm sitting there scratching my head. I said, how many turkeys did we just kill? And one of you said, four, with, I think we killed four. And I see Jacob coming, you know, coming uh, coming back with a turkey in his hand and I said well there's four laying right here <laughs> I had no idea you had shot two with one shot so the, yeah. the, the turkeys that I think I was filming were the two that you killed with one shot <laughs> uh, from my angle it looked like those turkeys were far enough apart I figured y'all were just going to each shoot one of them mm -hmm. which I guess it really doesn't matter <laughs> two turkeys got shot in that frame mm -hmm. uh, then I shot two Jacob shot one and finally, I think Jake, you were the one who was like, you took your hat off. You're like, boys, you're like threw it up in the air, <laughs> and I was like, holy crap, he just killed five gobblers. And it didn't really matter which one was which. They all looked the same. They all yeah. looked the same. They were all identical. They were, I mean, not bad. Merriam's gobblers, to be honest with you, like decent little seven-inch beards, maybe couple couple might be nine seven or eight inch beers yeah. probably for the most part spurs on yeah, a couple they had the same wispy beards and then there were a couple of varying sizes of spurs i guess but not like drastically different no and just big giant joey you call them bullheads big bullheaded miriams and they were all just like when you grab them by the neck 
when you grab them by the neck and you, you, you know, a handful hold of turkey for sure. It is like, it's a handful. Girthy, you might say. <laughs> Girthy gobblers. <laughs> it's a, uh, that was an experience. That was a, that was a crazy experience. And just sitting there in that moment, we ended up stringing them all up on a, was it the same cottonwood? That we no, set over it was, it was right a different cottonwood log, but yeah. And hung them all up, equal level on that tree together. And I think we sat there for a good hour, mm -hmm. just taking it all in. Take it all in. Honor, honor the turkeys with a cigar and good cigar, not cheap and hody cigars. They're smoking, good. They're smoking good. Cubans. <laughs> yeah. Mine was real good. Um. But it doesn't end there. So <laughs> as crazy as, I mean, we were literally sitting there talking like, so what do you guys want to do? Like, should we take it easy the rest of the day? Um, I had filled both of my tags for that region. Joey had filled both of his. Jacob still had one and we knew there were more turkeys around. And I, I, I feel like we were probably all gonna just take it easy unless we saw one. Somewhere. Yeah, because we were planning on going to take really good pictures since we had all day. Uh, you know, make the trip up to uh, another property up on the mountain and get some pictures up there. You know, take some pictures in the cottonwoods uh, because we, since we had the opportunity. Since it was only ten thirty in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. We wanted some really good pictures of everything. And, and I mean, five turkeys is a lot of turkeys. Like, we had a lot of work cut out for us we were just going to take it easy until we got up got up from the from the tree getting ready to load all of our turkeys on our I think we had just talked about like a, a pose of the turkeys hanging on either side of us or something like taking pictures like that and we get up and I see on the other side of where all these turkeys are hanging I see another group of turkeys kind of working their way across clear across across this clearing pretty much straight to us um i, I think i said something like i'm game y'all want to do this <laughs> we can do it so we used our hanging dead turkeys as a blind <laughs> loaded the shotguns back up and called a little bit uh, a hen moved off to our right into the drainage and then i'm belly crawled down into the shadows below this lip and I was literally leaned up against a dead turkey, two dead turkeys and I, I was I was standing behind them filming. I was still sitting up against the tree smoking my cigar <laughs> I was just like sitting back there in my t-shirt I done took my vest off and leafy suit, all that, all that jazz. I was just sitting there enjoying my cigar while y'all went and did whatever because it's not that I had no confidence that y'all could make something happen, but at this point, I was like, I could care less if there's another turkey kill here, here in the next little bit. So I'm just like, sitting back there smoking my cigar still. Like, I couldn't find, I put down my leafy jacket, and I didn't know where I put it. So I just had my leafy head net and my t-shirt on, which was a green t-shirt, but, but it wasn't green. Not a bright natural, green. Not a natural it green. It was John Deere green. <laughs> and uh, so it's like, I was half-hearted doing this, and right before I started belly crawling into position, Parker's like, 
they're Jake's. I was like, I'll shoot a Jake. <laughs> <laughs> so it was funny. I was thinking about this. Like, I think a lot of turkey hunters eat. You're like, I'm not going to shoot a Jake unless, you know, I mean, if I haven't, if I haven't killed a turkey all year, you know, some people, I get that, right? It's kind of like shooting a small buck or whatever. If you hadn't killed one all year, you know, standards start to go down. So there's that. Like, if you hadn't killed one, that's a good excuse. But also, another good excuse is, I mean, wouldn't it be cool for there to be six dead turkeys here? <laughs> that was my thoughts. That's another, that's another cool thing. Um... So Jake was, yeah, I, I was like, okay, well, go for it then. And, and and the turkey worked into our calling, so, you know, if he's going to play, we're going to play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there came to a point where I was like, oh, this may actually happen. And I put down my cigar and got my vest, and I stuck a call in my mouth and was, like, doing a little bit of calls back behind y'all, too. And, and here's the crazy thing. I mean, I didn't realize it was a Jake as it was walking up. Yeah. I didn't know what it was. I just knew it was a male tell. turkey. You couldn't tell because these jakes out here, they're freaking heads. They get bright red, bright blue. Their jake heads out here look like a mature gobbler head for an Easter. I mean, they're big, long, snood, whatever. And so I had no idea. I couldn't tell. And honestly, their body size is about the same. It's not, it's not much different. Um... And he definitely did. He came straight to the call, and he was looking for it. And I think, Jake, you called a little bit too, didn't you? Yeah, I called a little bit when we were behind the turkeys, and I called a little bit after I got down into the shadows behind that log. That's what I thought. And then once I saw his head popping up over the rise, I kind of just shut up and let him start searching around for me. Yeah. And he did. Came right into right into shooting range, yeah. just as perfect as you could ever dream of. And again... We were all like, really? <laughs> what? <laughs> Did we just tag out in one region in one morning? <laughs> it's like, I mean, you can't get too cocky about it. There's a point. Y'all ever feel like sometimes you over-celebrate a deer or a turkey and you're like, maybe re-watch a video or something. And you're like, man, you need to start acting like you've been there before. Because you have. Yeah. Um, but none of us had ever been here before. <laughs> it was a new experience. I was like, well, okay, so... It's like, I've never even heard of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what my dad said. I texted him uh, the picture that Joey... Joey took a picture of us crouched behind the dead turkeys. <laughs> with Jake's bright freaking green shirt on with a leafy head, head net. Uh, I look like the scarecrow from the Batman movie. <laughs> he did. He, he had a bag on his head. And Dad said, I don't think I've ever even heard of that. I don't think I've... That's got to be the first time that's ever been done. And for uh, for all the purists out there, we didn't even use any decoys. This was Technically, all... I mean... Well, no, I mean... We had five dead turkeys <laughs> that I was using as a blind. You think that Jay got up there to that lip of the hill and he was like... <laughs> what are those guys Why are doing? they inverted back there? <laughs> there must be something really awesome <laughs> going on over there. Dude, it was... Uh, I would love to have a snapshot of his final thoughts. His POV? <laughs> yeah. yeah, we should have taken a picture of his point of view back there. That would have been awesome. Why didn't we do that? <laughs> Parker's head above a log full of turkeys <laughs> with a camera. 
I think uh, you had your face mask on too, didn't you, Parker? Oh yeah, I had still had. So you I, were in your t-shirt. I was in my t-shirt, but it was a camo t-shirt. Was a camo t-shirt. <laughs> and I got ta- I got sleeves of tattoos on both arms, so it kind of mm-hmm. breaks up that pattern a little bit. But <laughs> man, what a freaking day! Yeah. I don't know that will ever have that day. No, no, that's the, the odds of that happening again are so low they border impossible. I felt pretty bulletproof afterwards, like Yeah. Like you can't teach me nothing about turkey hunting. <laughs> so if we go over here and triple in this next region, I'm buying a lottery ticket. Yeah, yeah. No kid. Yeah, so I mean we've this has literally been the best podcast I think I've ever recorded because the view on this road trip. Like we're just driving through Montana and it's a little bit foggy. I don't know, is that fog or smoke? It may be smoke from the Canadian wildfires. I saw something about that on the internet this morning, that the smoke was starting to drift down here. Hmm. It seems like more than a drift, but it doesn't look like fog. It looks like smoke. Maybe. So, we've got a a pretty view out here recording this podcast, but I reckon that's going to do us. But I imagine the next three turkeys that uh, that we kill are not going to be that easy because while we were hunting private land low to no pressure birds uh yesterday starting today is going to be like what we're used to (laughs) pressure public land birds and at this point after the day we had yesterday we've all talked about it if we don't kill a turkey it's fine if we kill one more turkey that's going to be absolutely fantastic and if for some by some miracle we fill those three tags i mean it's we probably need to go get some like testosterone boosters or something like that to (laughs) give us the drive because right now i'm feeling like resting (laughs) well the weather's not really helping with that either because it is dreary it's been raining we're we feel a little lethargic and i'm sure the turkeys do too so We'll see what happens when the sun finally pops out. My bold prediction, I think we'll scratch a couple more out. I'm confident that we'll, we will get at least one. I'm, I'm excited about this. This is really, the, I mean, what we're headed to do is, that's the experience that I think we all kind of dream about, you know, the, like the hunt, the like experience of that hunt. Now, what we got to experience, I would I hope I, ne- I, I don't want to ever experience that ever again. You know what I mean? Like, that w- it's one of the, I, w- I want to maybe equal things, but different. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. like that was super special, and I, I, uh, I, I'm just super grateful we got to do it. You know, it, that's what it was. Mm-hmm. What, we're, what we're headed out to do, like, we're going to work for it, and it's going to be a different kind of special. Yeah. And this is going to be the type two fun. Yeah. coming up here <laughs> yeah we're gonna, we're gonna work for them but i'm looking forward to it it's gonna be a blast yeah we're gonna really have to i think we're all gonna kind of get to know each other better as hunters mm-hmm. after yeah. this one because uh, this uh, this last one was kind of like we can't really do a whole lot of wrong yeah because there's yeah. a bunch of turkeys. we only had so much to work with this yeah. this area so yeah all right fellas appreciate you guys joining me on the podcast even if it was the, the southern ground and not limb hanger, 
I'm still semi-excited about it. <laughs> I guess just to make it just to make it hurt a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, yeah turkey I mean, season's almost over, over Joey and deer yeah. season is coming. So Yeah, we're ending on a high note at least. We are. That is That's true. right. Hey guys, thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. You can keep up with Southern Ground Hunting by following us on Facebook or Instagram or subscribing to the YouTube channel. And you can be sure to check us out at southerngroundhunting.com to pick up some of our merch, read some blog articles, and all that good stuff. I truly hope you enjoyed this week's episode and we'll see you here again next week. Remember that God gave you dominion over the birds of the air, the fish of the sea, and the beasts of the earth. So go out and exercise that dominion. We will talk to you next week.